Part three, chapter three, section two of Under Western Eyes by Joseph Conrad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, chapter three, section two. Razumov had felt that woman's observation of him like a physical contact, like a hand resting lightly on his shoulder. At that moment he received the mysterious impression of her having made up her mind for a closer grip. He stiffened himself inwardly to bear it without betraying himself. Playing a part, he repeated, presenting to her an unmoved profile. It must be done very badly since you see through the assumption. She watched him, her forehead drawn into perpendicular folds, the thin black eyebrows diverging upwards like the antennae of an insect. He added hardly audibly, you are mistaken. I am doing it no more than the rest of us who is doing it she snapped out who everybody he said impatiently you are a materialist aren't you eh my dear soul i have outlived all that nonsense but you must remember the definition of cabanis man is a digestive tube i imagine now i spit on him what on cabanis all right but you can't ignore the importance of a good digestion the joy of life you know the joy of life depends on a sound stomach whereas a bad digestion inclines one to scepticism breeds black fancies and thoughts of death these are facts ascertained by physiologists well i assure you that ever since i came over from russia i have been stuffed with indigestible foreign concoctions of the most nauseating kind Pah! you are joking she murmured incredulously he assented in a detached way yes it is all a joke it's hardly worth while talking to a man like me yet for that very reason men have been known to take their own life on the contrary i think it is worth while talking to you he kept her in the corner of his eye she seemed to be thinking out some scathing retort but ended by only shrugging her shoulders slightly shallow talk i suppose one must pardon this weakness in you she said putting a special accent on the last word there was something anxious in her indulgent conclusion razumov noted the slightest shades in this conversation which he had not expected for which he was not prepared that was it i was not prepared he said to himself it has taken me unawares it seemed to him that if he only could allow himself to pant openly like a dog for a time this oppression would pass away i shall never be found prepared he thought with despair he laughed a little saying as lightly as he could thanks i don't ask for mercy then affecting a playful uneasiness but aren't you afraid peter ivanovitch might suspect us of plotting something unauthorized together by the gate here no i am not afraid you are quite safe from suspicions while you are with me my dear young man the humorous gleam in her black eyes went out peter ivanovitch trusts me she went on quite austerely he takes my advice i am his right hand as it were in certain most important things that amuses you what do you think i am boasting god forbid i was just only saying to myself that peter ivanovitch seems to have solved the woman question pretty completely even as he spoke he reproached himself for his words for his tone all day long he had been saying the wrong things it was folly worse than folly it was weakness it was this disease of perversity overcoming his will was this the way to meet speeches which certainly contained the promise of future confidences from that woman who apparently had a great store of secret knowledge and so much influence why give her this puzzling impression but she did not seem inimical 
there was no anger in her voice it was strangely speculative one does not know what to think razumov you must have bitten something bitter in your cradle razumov gave her a sidelong glance hm something bitter that's an explanation he muttered only it was much later and don't you think sophia antonovna that you and i come from the same cradle the woman whose name he had forced himself at last to pronounce he had experienced a strong repugnance in letting it pass his lips the woman revolutionist murmured after a pause you mean russia he disdained even to nod she seemed softened her black eyes very still as though she were pursuing the simile in her thoughts to all its tender associations but suddenly she knitted her brows in a mephistophelian frown yes perhaps no wonder then yes one lies there lapped up in evils watched over by beings that are worse than ogres ghouls and vampires they must be driven away destroyed utterly in regard of that task nothing else matters if men and women are determined and faithful that's how i came to feel in the end the great thing is not to quarrel amongst ourselves about all sorts of conventional trifles remember that razumov razumov was not listening he had even lost the sense of being watched in a sort of heavy tranquillity his uneasiness his exasperation his scorn were blunted at last by all these trying hours it seemed to him that now they were blunted for ever i am a match for them all he thought with a conviction too firm to be exulting the woman revolutionist had ceased speaking he was not looking at her there was no one passing along the road he almost forgot that he was not alone he heard her voice again curt business-like and yet betraying the hesitation which had been the real reason of her prolonged silence i say razumov razumov whose face was turned away from her made a grimace like a man who hears a false note tell me is it true that on the very morning of the deed you actually attended the lectures at the university an appreciable fraction of a second elapsed before the real import of the question reached him like a bullet which strikes some time after the flash of the fired shot luckily his disengaged hand was ready to grip a bar of the gate he held it with a terrible force but his presence of mind was gone he could make only a sort of gurgling grumpy sound come kirylo sidorovitch she urged him i know you are not a boastful man that one must say for you you are a silent man too silent perhaps you are feeding on some bitterness of your own you are not an enthusiast you are perhaps all the stronger for that but you might tell me one would like to understand you a little more i was so immensely struck have you really done it he got his voice back the shot had missed him it had been fired at random altogether more like a signal for coming to close quarters it was to be a plain struggle for self-preservation and she was a dangerous adversary too but he was ready for battle he was so ready that when he turned towards her not a muscle of his face moved certainly he said without animation secretly strung up but perfectly sure of himself lectures certainly but what makes you ask it was she who was animated i had it in a letter written by a young man in petersburg one of us of course you were seen you were observed with your notebook impassable taking notes he enveloped her with his fixed stare what of that i call such coolness superb that's all it is a proof of uncommon strength of character the young man writes that nobody could have guessed from your face and manner the part you had played only some two hours before the great momentous glorious part oh no nobody could have guessed assented razumov gravely because don't you see nobody at that time 
yes yes but all the same you are a man of exceptional fortitude it seems you looked exactly as usual it was remembered afterwards with wonder it cost me no effort razumov declared with the same staring gravity then it's almost more wonderful still she exclaimed and fell silent while razumov asked himself whether he had not said there something utterly unnecessary or even worse she raised her head eagerly your intention was to stay in russia you had planned no interrupted razumov without haste i had made no plans of any sort you just simply walked away she struck in he bowed his head in slow assent simply yes he had gradually released his hold on the bar of the gate as though he had acquired the conviction that no random shot could knock him over now and suddenly he was inspired to add the snow was coming down very thick you know she had a slight appreciative movement of the head like an expert in such enterprises very interested capable of taking every point professionally razumov remembered something he had heard i turned into a narrow side street you understand he went on negligently and paused as if it were not worth talking about then he remembered another detail and dropped it before her like a disdainful dole to her curiosity i felt inclined to lie down and go to sleep there she clicked her tongue at that symptom very struck indeed then but the notebook the amazing notebook man you don't mean to say you would put it in your pocket beforehand she cried razumov gave a start it might have been a sign of impatience i went home straight home to my rooms he said distinctly the coolness of the man you dared why not i assure you i was perfectly calm ha calmer than i am now perhaps i like you much better as you are now than when you indulged that bitter vein of yours razumov and nobody in the house saw you return eh that might have appeared queer no one razumov said firmly dvornik landlady girl all out of the way i went up like a shadow it was a murky morning the stairs were dark i glided up like a phantom fate luck what do you think i just see it the eyes of the woman revolutionist snapped darkly well and then you considered razumov had it all ready in his head no i looked at my watch since you want to know there was just time i took that notebook and ran down the stairs on tiptoe have you ever listened to the pit-pat of a man running round and round the shaft of a deep staircase they have a gaslight at the bottom burning night and day i suppose it's gleaming down there now the sound dies out the flame winks he noticed the vacillation of surprise passing over the steady curiosity of the black eyes fastened on his face as if the woman revolutionist received the sound of his voice into her pupils instead of her ears he checked himself passed his hand over his forehead confused like a man who has been dreaming aloud where could a student be running if not to his lectures in the morning at night it's another matter i did not care if all the house had been there to look at me but i don't suppose there was any one it's best not to be seen or heard ah the people that are neither seen nor heard are the lucky ones in russia don't you admire my luck astonishing she said if you have luck as well as determination then indeed you are likely to turn out an invaluable acquisition for the work in hand her tone was earnest and it seemed to razumov that it was speculative even as though she were already apportioning him in her mind his share of the work her eyes were cast down he waited not very alert now but with the grip of the ever-present danger giving him an air of attentive gravity who could have written about him in that letter from petersburg a fellow-student surely some imbecile victim of revolutionary propaganda 
some foolish slave of foreign subversive ideals a long famine-stricken red-nosed figure presented itself to his mental search that must have been the fellow he smiled inwardly at the absolute wrong-headedness of the whole thing the self-deception of a criminal idealist shattering his existence like a thunderclap out of a clear sky and re-echoing amongst the wreckage and the false assumptions of those other fools fancy that hungry and piteous imbecile furnishing to the curiosity of the revolutionist refugees this utterly fantastic detail he appreciated it as by no means constituting a danger on the contrary as things stood it was for his advantage rather a piece of sinister luck which had only to be accepted with proper caution and yet razumov he heard the musing voice of the woman you have not the face of a lucky man she raised her eyes with renewed interest and so that was the way of it after doing your work you simply walked off and made for your rooms that sort of thing succeeds sometimes i suppose it was agreed beforehand that once the business over each of you would go his own way razumov preserved the seriousness of his expression and the deliberate if cautious manner of speaking was not that the best thing to do he asked in a dispassionate tone and anyway he added after waiting a moment we did not give much thought to what would come after we never discussed formally any line of conduct it was understood i think she approved his statement with slight nods you of course wish to remain in russia in st petersburg itself emphasized razumov it was the only safe course for me and moreover i had nowhere else to go yes yes i know clearly and the other this wonderful holden appearing only to be regretted you don't know what he intended razumov had foreseen that such a question would certainly come to meet him sooner or later he raised his hands a little and let them fall helplessly by his side nothing more it was the white-haired woman conspirator who was the first to break the silence very curious she pronounced slowly and you did not think kirylo sidorovitch that he might perhaps wish to get in touch with you again razumov discovered that he could not suppress the trembling of his lips but he thought that he owed it to himself to speak a negative sign would not do again speak he must if only to get at the bottom of what that st petersburg letter might have contained i stayed at home next day he said bending down a little and plunging his glance into the black eyes of the woman so that she should not observe the trembling of his lips yes i stayed at home as my actions are remembered and written about then perhaps you are aware that i was not seen at the lectures next day eh you didn't know well i stopped at home the live-long day as if moved by his agitated tone she murmured a sympathetic i see it must have been trying enough you seem to understand one's feelings said razumov steadily it was trying it was horrible it was an atrocious day it was not the last yes i understand afterwards when you heard they had got him don't i know how one feels after losing a comrade in the good fight one's ashamed of being left and i can remember so many never mind they shall be avenged before long and what is death at any rate it is not a shameful thing like some kinds of life razumov felt something stir in his breast a sort of feeble and unpleasant tremor some kinds of life he repeated looking at her searchingly the subservient submissive life life no vegetation on the filthy heap of iniquity which the world is life razumov not to be vile must be a revolt a pitiless protest all the time she calmed down the gleam of suffused tears in her eyes dried out instantly by the heat of her passion and it was in her capable business-like manner that she went on 
you understand me razumov you are not an enthusiast but there is an immense force of revolt in you i felt it from the first directly i set my eyes on you you remember in zurich oh you are full of bitter revolt that is good indignation flags sometimes revenge itself may become a weariness but that uncompromising sense of necessity and justice which armed your and haldin's hands to strike down that fanatical brute for it was that nothing but that i have been thinking it out it could have been nothing else but that razumov made a slight bow the irony of which was concealed by an almost sinister immobility of feature i can't speak for the dead as for myself i can assure you that my conduct was dictated by necessity and by the sense of well retributive justice good that he said to himself while her eyes rested upon him black and impenetrable like the mental caverns where revolutionary thought should sit plotting the violent way of its dream of changes as if anything could be changed in this world of men nothing can be changed neither happiness nor misery they can only be displaced at the cost of corrupted consciences and broken lives a futile game for arrogant philosophers and sanguinary triflers those thoughts darted through razumov's head while he stood facing the old revolutionary hand the respected trusted and influential sophia antonovna whose word has such a weight in the active section of every party she was much more representative than the great peter ivanovitch stripped of rhetoric mysticism and theories she was the true spirit of destructive revolution and she was the personal adversary he had to meet it gave him a feeling of triumphant pleasure to deceive her out of her own mouth the epigrammatic saying that speech has been given to us for the purpose of concealing our thoughts came into his mind of that cynical theory this was a very subtle and a very scornful application flouting in its own words the very spirit of ruthless revolution embodied in that woman with her white hair and black eyebrows like slightly sinuous lines of indian ink drawn together by the perpendicular folds of a thoughtful frown that's it retributive no pity was the conclusion of her silence and this once broken she went on impulsively in short vibrating sentences listen to my story razumov her father was a clever but unlucky artisan no joy had lighted up his laborious days he died at fifty all the years of his life he had panted under the thumb of masters whose rapacity exacted from him the price of the water of the salt of the very air he breathed taxed the sweat of his brow and claimed the blood of his sons no protection no guidance what had society to say to him be submissive and be honest if you rebel i shall kill you if you steal i shall imprison you but if you suffer i have nothing for you nothing except perhaps a beggarly dole of bread but no consolation for your trouble no respect for your manhood no pity for the sorrows of your miserable life and so he laboured he suffered and he died he died in the hospital standing by the common grave she thought of his tormented existence she saw it whole she reckoned the simple joys of life the birthright of the humblest of which his gentle heart had been robbed by the crime of a society which nothing can absolve yes razumov she continued in an impressive lowered voice it was like a lurid light in which i stood still almost a child and cursed not the toil not the misery which had been his lot but the great social iniquity of the system resting on unrequited toil and unpitied sufferings from that moment i was a revolutionist razumov trying to raise himself above the dangerous weaknesses of contempt or compassion had preserved an impassive countenance 
she with an unaffected touch of mere bitterness the first he could notice since he had come in contact with the woman went on as i could not go to the church where the priests of the system exhorted such unconsidered vermin as i to resignation i went to the secret societies as soon as i knew how to find my way i was sixteen years old no more razumov and look at my white hair in these last words there was neither pride nor sadness the bitterness too was gone there is a lot of it i had always magnificent hair even as a chit of a girl only at that time we were cutting it short and thinking that there was the first step towards crushing the social infamy crush the infamy a fine watchword i would placard it on the walls of prisons and palaces carve it on hard rocks hang it out in letters of fire on that empty sky for a sign of hope and terror a portent of the end you are eloquent sophia antonovna razumov interrupted suddenly only so far you seem to have been writing it in water she was checked but not offended who knows very soon it may become a fact written all over that great land of ours she hinted meaningly and then one would have lived long enough white hair won't matter razumov looked at her white hair and this mark of so many uneasy years seemed nothing but a testimony to the invincible vigour of revolt it threw out into an astonishing relief the unwrinkled face the brilliant black glance the upright compact figure the simple brisk self-possession of the mature personality as though in her revolutionary pilgrimage she had discovered the secret not of everlasting youth but of everlasting endurance how un-russian she looked thought razumov her mother might have been a jewess or an armenian or devil knew what he reflected that a revolutionist is seldom true to the settled type all revolt is the expression of strong individualism ran his thought vaguely one can tell them a mile off in any society in any surroundings it was astonishing that the police we shall not meet again very soon i think she was saying i am leaving to-morrow for zurich razumov asked casually but feeling relieved not from any distinct apprehension but from a feeling of stress as if after a wrestling match yes zurich and farther on perhaps much farther another journey when i think of all my journeys the last must come some day never mind razumov we had to have a good long talk i would have certainly tried to see you if we had not met peter ivanovitch knows where you live yes i meant to have asked him but it's better like this you see we expect two more men and i had much rather wait here talking with you than up there at the house with having cast a glance beyond the gate she interrupted herself here they are she said rapidly well kirillo sidorovitch we shall have to say good-bye presently end of part three chapter three section two recording by expatriate in bangor maine